Hello, and welcome to the Illinois Realtors Weekly Podcast, keeping you up to date with all the latest news in the realtor world. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Kelly. And today, our podcast will focus on artificial intelligence, commonly known as AI. Uh, This is a very, very big topic. And so we've got a full panel here to help us. Uh, And two are familiar realtor voices for all of you, Marky Lemons-Ryle and Carrie Little. Uh, Let's welcome them right now. Marky, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing today? I'm doing better now that you're here. Same with you, Carrie. How are you? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Yes, this is going to be a very, very interesting, awesome uh, topic here uh, because it's kind of taken over a lot of discourse in the world right now. And uh, we love that you guys are here to help us work through this. Um, Also here, though, is you might have seen her at the Spring Conference and Expo, uh, the Illinois Realtors Legal Hotline Attorney, Vicki Munson. What's up, Vicki? Hi, Jeremy. It's great to be here with everybody. Yeah, we're going to, this is going to be a good topic, everyone. I know it can seem like a little crazy, a little scary sometimes, but that is why we've got these amazing experts here. So, um, Marky, Carrie, both of you are well-known realtors uh, in the realtor world here uh, for your ability to learn about important issues facing members and then helping your colleagues understand those complicated concepts. You're very, very good at that. Um, for example, you're both very adept at using uh, leading edge technology and training real estate professionals to use it. So, uh, but let's just start with a little bit about yourselves in case people don't know you. So Carrie, why don't you start off? Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am Carrie Little. I am the broker owner of Caremark Realty Group. I have been in the real estate industry now since 1997. I started with working for a developer. I then started selling real estate. And in the middle of that, I actually sold commercial real estate. Some tech history about me is I started working in tech in 1980. Longer story would be is I got hired based on my identical twin sister skills because (laughs) I was going to be a fashion designer. Oh, we're going to come back to that someday. All right. (laughs) One day, one day. And, And that's really how I got into tech. And I would say my first experience with tech was Lotus 123. And I that's when I really jumped in and I used to edit a television program. And my master's degree is digital marketing and analytics, where I started to learn how to use tools like SAS, IBM uh, SPSS and IBM SPSS modeler. Mm. And translation, everyone, Carrie got skills. Um, okay, so uh, Marky, uh, people might have uh, remembered you from our fall business meetings, your, or uh, no, our winter business meetings, um, where you gave an amazing presentation there about your story. But why don't you tell our podcast a little bit about yourself as well? Well, what's going on, everyone? I'm your girl, Marky Lemons-Rao, global keynote speaker, six-time international best-selling author, and the podcast host of Drive with NAR, the Realtor to Realtor series. I've been a Realtor member now for 20 years, 24 years in the world of real estate. Yeah, that is right. So, um, all right. Well, thank you for that, guys. Let's uh, dive right in, so to speak, because there's a lot to get to here. Um, Marky, let's start with you. Just kind of a, a general consensus thing about AI Man, a lot of people find it very exciting. A lot of people find it very scary. Uh, is there, you know, anything you could think of that kind of has that give go there? Like uh, just kind of a general thoughts about AI. I'm in love with AI. When I first tried AI the first week of December, even though I've been AI'd for a decade, I have been in love with essentially chat GPT ever since the first time that I tried it. Instantly, I thought of it as a business tool. I thought as a realtor, how do we create our standard operating procedures? But more importantly, this tool solves our need to complete redundant 
boring task. And as a proud Illinois fifth-generation entrepreneur, I could see it working not only in real estate, but in any business. So I'm in love. I am pro AI. There we go. We got a pro AI. Carrie, what about you? What are your generalized thoughts on uh, AI so far? Uh, So for me, I think it's simple. I think it can actually help a real estate agent work faster and smarter. And I think back to 2001, I was that person that I was really good at working with people, but I hated the data. And if it wasn't for you know, showing up and learning how to explain data and showing up to our office meetings, trainings with the local state and national association of realtors. I don't think I would have been able to explain data the way I do today and make it simple for the real estate agent. But the the simplest way to put AI to me is a real estate agent can take the information that they already have and actually have it explained to them in a way where they can explain it to the consumer, you know, even down to a third grade level. And I think we're going to kind of build on your answer right there. Um, so artificial intelligence sounds scientific and a bit ominous, <laughs> and especially for someone like me. <laughs> so can we break it down and explain it in everyday language? Carrie, what is AI and what are its obvious applications for realtors? AI to me is, and, and I, and I kind of heard this, you know, like, AI to me is when we think of the old movies like Kit, right? Uh-huh. Knight Rider. Oh, when yeah. I think of The Mandalorian. So now you probably know what I do on the weekend. <laughs> AI to me is the ability to have something else create the content for you. And it's like having all of these huge data sets that are out there in the world in one brain. Like there's a few of us on the podcast today. And if we all put the information that was in our heads together and we were all collective with the output, we can make that information simple and easy for anyone that is reading it. So when I think of artificial intelligence, for me, it is having a computer or and a bunch of information all put together and being able to have it explained simply to everyone else. Absolutely. So, uh, Marky, jumping kind of off of that, how long have you been hearing about AI in real estate? Obviously, you said you are in love with AI here. So when was the first time you kind of heard about it? And as you've tracked it over time, have the issues or the kind of benefits stayed the same or have they evolved with the technology? So I've heard about AI in real estate for about a decade now. Never thought that I would actually use AI. Saw several free online courses, whether that's Northwestern or Cornell, offering AI programs more to the business world. But now that I'm able to reflect, I've been using a tool, otter.ai, which is a plug into Zoom, ever since 2019, which does audio to text transcription. Also, I've been using Grammarly. I've actually had over 4.7 million words corrected or viewed by Grammarly since 2017, right? All of these are AI tools. And as a realtor, we should make the assumption that we've been AI'd for a decade now, whether we knew it or not. When you have tools like CoreLogic, Zillow, Compass, they all have AI inside of their system with the addition of Grammarly and Otter.ai. Over time, because now it is accessible to 
everyone, right? Whether we look at Bing and or Bard, I think that the more people who use it, the more problems you're going to have. What is kind of interesting is a lot of people are fearful of the two. And my problem with us being fearful is that there are people who've had access for a long time. And just because they have access does not mean that they're ethical. So I prefer for us to now have it widely disseminated and then have government rules and regulations around how we can use it because we don't know what they've been doing with AI to the world. And so in in your opinion, is the potential good worth more than the potential risk of misuse? Um, Do there seem to be more benefits or risk for entrepreneurs like realtors? I think there's more benefits, but here's the thing. Everybody's talking about a what if. It's not a what if. It's here now. And if we don't let the masses use it, then it's going to go back to a handful of people who we don't know if they're ethical or not, who are monetizing it, making money off of us. So it's not, to me, it's not a what if, right? That the ship has sailed. The question is, how do we now, because it is the ship is selling, How do we leverage it if not someone's going to leverage it for us and we are going to be a complaining body of people because we have to pay more for a pre-trained tool and we don't have a voice on something that we have access to? So the entrepreneurship side of me says it's not a what if. I don't have a choice. Yeah, you know, I I look at both sides and I even had a conversation with uh, my congressman who had a conversation with Mr. Jet TPT around AI. And, you know, having the government regulation is great, but Marky said a key thing, we need to leverage it and being innovative now before someone else is more innovative than us. So, you know, we have, you know, close to the 1.6 million realtors, the average age of a real estate agent now is what, 56? And I see this as back like in the 90s where, our industry was shifting and people got out of the business. I can see that if we don't take a moment and add this to our business, you could be the agent that is simply out of business. We've been using artificial intelligence in our multiple listing service for a long time. It's as simple as just click a button and the MLS that we're currently using or multiple listing service will tell you what those images are. So we've already been using it and there's other states that will grab information for you and automatically populate the listing. So now that it's available, how can we be innovative? How can we leverage it as realtors, as broker owners, and as a local association and MLSs before someone else leverages it before us and they sell it back. Yeah, all, all very valid things here. Uh, Vicki, let's jump you in here. You're, you're live in our studio. Um, so, yeah, um, what are your kind of thoughts about this when it comes to the real estate side of things? Obviously, you've presented on this. You've talked about it a lot. Um, you know, the, the cost-benefit analysis when it comes to AI and use in realty. Right, and at this point... We are advising our members to be cautious as they begin dabbling in this new AI that's out there. It's still such a new area, and there are some concerns about data privacy and especially copyright. So the general rule for copyright is that it requires human authorship, and that rule is now being challenged by folks that had an AI system prepare contact with the human prompts. And the copyright courts are pushing back a bit, and they're saying, hey, this isn't following our rule that we've always used of human authorship. Therefore, we're not going to give you that copyright. There's some other cases that are coming through 
um, that if a person uses AI to produce or make a work, and then they kind of put their own twist on it, they make some tweaks or changes to that AI-produced content, the court may grant that person copyright protection, or at least they'll give that copyright protection to the portion that has the human input or the human twist on it. So as more cases are decided, we should have some better clarification as to the copyright rules that involve AI. Another scenario that we'll monitor is if we use a particular AI product, and that particular AI product was trained with another company's data without proper permissions, could there be a potential plagiarism or copyright infringement claim against that particular AI product or even its users? So we'll have to wait and see. So for example, this year, Getty Images, and we're all familiar with those folks, they sued an AI company because that AI company had used 12 million Getty Images and all that metadata to train its system. So Getty Images took issue that someone was developing AI by using Getty's work to train their system because then that AI would be generating new work based on those originals that were supplied by Getty. So there's a lot of pending cases going on, and we'll just have to keep up on those and see how they all kind of flow out here as we go through this. So it's an exciting time, and it's an interesting time. Yeah, that's fascinating stuff right there. (laughs) What has NAR had to say about AI? So NAR recommends using AI as safely as possible, and they gave um, a couple bullet points here. One of them is always review your AI-generated content for accuracy. Another one was don't use AI to create a work that you want to be able to protect. As I just spoke about, copyright rules and law are kind of going back and forth and navigating their way through that. So if it's work you really want to keep and be able to for sure copyright, make sure it's your own work with minimal or no use of AI. And then finally, don't assume any third-party content was created by AI and therefore available for your use. Always get your permissions in writing for the way you want to use the work and, of course, save that documentation. And our Code of Ethics, specifically Article 2, holds that realtors shall avoid exaggeration, misrepresentation, or concealment of any facts related to property or the transaction. And, of course, being honest and truthful um, in all of the advertising and marketing. So um, Chloe Hecht, and she's senior counsel at uh, National Association of Realtors, she gave a really good example of this. When you use AI to remove, for instance, a structural crack from a wall, that's probably going to violate those articles of the Code of Ethics. But if you use it to remove the hose and bucket that were accidentally caught in the picture, that's a little different. So once again, reviewing the content and confirming that you're presenting those true pictures would be a best practice for all of our members to follow. Just fact-checking and making sure everything's accurate that you're putting out there. Yeah. Again, honesty, always just the best policy, just being upfront and honest, as always, complying with the code of ethics. Uh, Marky, you know, what has surprised you the most about like artificial intelligence, such as like chat GPT and stuff so far? Obviously, there's so many applications of this. We're seeing so many instances of, of people using it. But what surprised you the most so far? What has surprised me the most is how quickly it is changing and growing. But more importantly, how quickly they're monetizing the different tools that are being created. Mm-hmm. When we think about social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, 
uh, with the exception of Twitter, I still have a free account on every single platform. That is not going to be the case when it comes to artificial intelligence. They're monetizing platforms in under 60 days with a couple of million users. And so I haven't seen anything grow this fast. And when I look at the term chat GPT to me or what I think we as realtors need to think of is the fact that we have a productive, electrifying trained assistant who has passed the bar exam, the medical exam, and is smarter than, look, it has all the information on the internet up until 2021 uh, and ways to access the additional information. So it allows every single realtor to have a productive, electrifying trained assistant. As real estate agents, I mean, it starts with what you already know. One of my one of the best uh, things that I learned using artificial intelligence and specifically ChatGPT was that you know I have already written a book that hasn't been published. The biggest reason is because I'm not a great writer. Like, give me a microphone, let me talk, 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 and I probably write the way I speak. So the great thing was, is I was able to start leveraging um, artificial intelligence and saying, you know, here is what I've written. Can you take this chapter and write it in my own voice, but organize it in a thoughtful way for the reader? The other cool thing was, is I, you know, I blog and I just was like, you know what, I'm just going to test it. And so I went and because I know the data only goes back, the information they're pulling only goes back so far. I tested it and said, take my blog and write a, give me a, write a book based on all of my social media posts back to, and I gave it a date and it spit out probably like 12 chapters. And I'm like, okay, this is great because it, it's my original content. So for me, it was, it was something I'd already done and it just perfected, perfected it. But I mean, being able to create social media in minutes was great. One of the biggest takeaways was, you know, especially when it comes to copyright or license law or the code of ethics, was I started to ask it questions when it came to create a market analysis based on one of my properties. And it built a market analysis in less than 20 seconds. And I said, where did you get the info? And the response was, thank you for asking. I am unavailable. I am unable to access the multiple listing service at this time. So we pulled the data from the public records and Zillow and other sources and Realtor.com. And so I was like, okay, I'll go compare it to what I can get from the multiple listing service to see if there were any differences. Now, there was a difference, not a huge difference, but the fact that I could build that tells me that real estate agents need to get in and test out these tools because you don't want someone to say, I don't need you because I can go pull this information and compete with you, even though you have access to the multiple listing service. And we could talk about the, the code of ethics and fair housing that it, I tried to make it violate to see what it would do. And I would ask questions and my sister would ask the same questions and it would tell her, I can't give you that information, but yet it would give me the information. So depending on how you ask questions or engage, and I would always say thank you so much to see if that would help. Vicki, so with this being such a, a hot topic right now, um, have you heard anything about AI in terms of federal, state, or local legislation? Um, not at this time, but we're keeping our ears and eyes open. 
what's usually very typical with any new technology is the law always seems to be playing catch up with it. So some of that legislation may be shaped by the ongoing cases that are still winding through the court system as we sit here today. So stay tuned. Uh, all right, guys. Well, we've been talking for a while here, about 20 minutes, and I feel like we could talk for about 50 million more uh, because this is a topic that is going to continue to evolve and it's going to continue to be in the news. And as uh, Vicky has said there, uh, just keep looking for it. But Vicky, if people do want more information about AI in any kind of various form, like what would be a good place for them to try to start? Well, NAR has National has some great content on their website concerning AI for our members to access. But also within your own offices and practices, consult with a trusted IT person to see how AI can fit into your business practice. And also remember, although you may be using AI, you're still responsible for the content or advertising. So that, of course, must be in compliance with our code of ethics and then, of course, the Real Estate License Act. Absolutely. So, uh, all right, everyone, that's going to do it for this one. Uh, I hope that you've got as much out of it as I did, because I surely did. Uh, Marky, Carrie, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. Thank you. And Vicki, of course, as always, thank you for being with us today. Thank you. And of course, thank you, our listeners, for joining us on the latest episode of the Illinois Realtors Weekly Podcast. As always, give us a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice. And if you want any more content, simply search for Illinois Realtors on your favorite social media app. We'll see you next week. Bye.